Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I am unashamed. What about you? So, what's the uh, report today? What was the today was frustration the, day? The hunt life. Yeah, frustration day. <laughs> we we've been, you know, we were killing twenty five a day, and uh, then we went eight, nine. Well, today is eight. So you're like, well, they didn't show, but today was professional. We needed, if, if we had a line full of professionals. You're correct. Because you had, I, some, I, you had I, some guests today. Well, we did have guests, but they weren't the problem, which I didn't know what the problem was because I wasn't in an arguing mood today. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's maybe the most surprising thing I've heard so far. Surprising. <laughs> so what happened was at daylight, we got this full moon we're trying to deal with. At daylight, we saw way more ducks. And this hole we had gone to, we, we had already a 24 and a 23. Well, at daylight, we look up, and, I mean, there's there's a few ducks, two two little bunches of mallards. Mm-hmm. And we haven't been seeing much, but what we see, they come in. Well, they got to the last two seconds of the circle about three times and wouldn't come in. They, and so it's... The first little mini argument was Phil was like, well, we should have shot them, which is, you know, Hindsight. now that they left, <laughs> we was try- I was trying to get them all in. Sure. But they've been, I've been watching the ducks. So I didn't know what happened. But then about five minutes later, I heard Phil and Cy having the banter was going back and forth. So they, I guess they were in arguing mood. <laughs> And I didn't realize the invisible man Uh-oh. was standing up oh, while all those because the first thirty <laughs> we minutes we should have talked about this with Sai yesterday. This, you know, I, I would have said that. you can't spell invisible without <laughs> that's Sai. That's right. But he, uh, Sai, was standing up during the first thirty minutes. Well, that's when the ducks flew. It was over after thirty minutes. We could have left, and so we didn't. I mean, we shot eight. I felt like we should have had 20. Yep. So what I did, this is how I respond. I just I wasn't in the mood for getting angry. <laughs> I, I didn't know what, and then I heard that, and our guests, they cooked cinnamon rolls in the blind, which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. They they took the fire, and he had this contraption. And Hot food in a cold duck blind is yeah. like, there's nothing better. So that made me feel better. Yeah. But what made me feel the best was after the hunt was over, they said, what are you doing? Because I went the opposite direction, like not coming toward to pick everybody up. And I cut as much brush as my rig <laughs> would hold. And where Cy stands, the next time he, because Cy had already left. Yeah. The next time he gets in that blind, he's going to say, what happened? Did a tree fall here? So... So you're just out of, you're just going to set an argument. You're just going to cover him up. You know what? If you want to stand up, you can do it now. Yep. <laughs> Good luck shooting through this. But I don't think Cy is strong enough at this stage of his life to actually undo what I did. 
I, I literally took the top of an overcup tree and just put it where he stands. <laughs> oh, I did brush that the rest be of the worth blind. Me going just to see his reaction yeah. when he goes in there. I brushed the rest of the blind because as as the guy who picks where to go in the setup. Yeah. Today we didn't have many opportunities, but we should have done way better. And we we the blind was not brushed inside the fence as well because it's the third good? time we hunted just the wear and tear of it. Yeah. The wind had gotten up yeah. somewhere in there in the well, brush. Well, you had about a 20-mile-an-hour northwest wind this last 25, yeah. maybe. So yeah. That's why I said it was not a professional brush job, so I, I don't have anybody to blame but myself. I should have done that before we hunted. Mm. But it's hard to see before daylight. We right. haven't been there in a few days. Right. So, you know what? <laughs> we'll get them tomorrow. I'll make a few adjustments and we'll back at them. Well, hats off to Jace. He's he's looking at his own, how he factors in there, just being the team yeah. player. I mean, I'm going to win. McCrave has turned to Mr. Positive. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stone uh, wasn't there today, I've so maybe it. that was one of the reasons why you were more positive. It helped yeah. when he's away from Stone. It, it That's helps. right. Because he's, he's – y'all, y'all kid about me being negative, but I'm positive. <laughs> but when I'm that close <laughs> to Jay, it seems like that end of the blind is negative because Jay is negative enough for both of us <laughs> it's like two t- two prickly things rubbing against each other with them two jay is becoming more spiritual which is good news yeah it is, it is. he's kind of had a, a a real awakening here yeah. lately which has been a good thing family very family it, issues yeah very raising, interesting raising raising children. teenage girls Whew, i'm telling you jay's i thank the law the almighty every day that he he gave me boys instead of girls. Well, I, I don't t- believe I could have disciplined girls. I, I don't know what that. One thing about girls. I can't see myself, I you know, saying. My mom, observation is because yeah. I was a teenager, that I raised girls. Obviously, you know, I've seen a lot of boys raised. Teenage girls, in my observation, are way meaner in general to each other than teenage boys are. Really? Oh, yeah. They're meaner. I mean, they, they cut to the quick with each other and they shame each other terribly. And boys hmm. are not like that. Your boys tend, you'll we'll fight. I mean, your boys will kind of yeah, fight. But then once it's over, it's your buddies, you know. I mean, you, you don't really have That's a true. problem with them after know. that. Willie and I did, we, we did a lot of fighting. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you didn't get over it until you got grown. Well, we were right close together. But I don't know. You had boys and girls. I mean, that's my observation is <clears throat> the reason it's so hard when they're teenagers, especially when they hit that first freshmen when they're going with the older girls especially i mean there was friction there oh my goodness it's just it, I, I saw it with my kids too and it's really hard for them to adjust it's, and if you're sheltered at all it had been used to that well, they turned out well <laughs> yeah well i, I mean that's what i'm saying I think the word you're looking for is drama a lot of drama it is for a lot of different reasons so i mean so Stone is figuring that out for the first time you know yeah. and the first time you have conflict it's it's difficult well, my biggest yeah. problem with my dog daughters now i guess is like when my boys when we had an issue or we needed to talk i'd take them hunting i think that's your point well you know my daughter she's gone a couple times she doesn't like it yeah so it's like what do you do well the other night she's playing soccer this year and you know i said let's go kick the soccer ball I mean, I, I I just kind of wanted to do it anyway, you know. So we went out and made a goalie deal at the yep. garage. I hadn't seen them in a while anyway, and uh, which turned out to be pretty funny because I ba- we basically destroyed by everything the way, in the garage. <laughs> yeah, by the way, one of your one of our listeners, uh, uh, 
how do you guys fight the temptation of hunting becoming idolatry in your life uh, for the last 50 years, I guess, 45, 40 to 50 years? We use that as a great tool for the kingdom. There's right. been many, many converted from duck blind uh, instruction. Oh, yeah. Biblically speaking. Well, and that's what really. He's thinking, you know, if, you, if you're if you in the duck blind where two or three are gathered in my name, I'll be there. But you he, know he's, he thinking, he's thinking, well, well, they, if, if you if you don't go to church, All right. which is not in the Bible. But in his defense, do you know where he got this question? I don't know. This came from a sermon that he heard that I've heard many times <laughs> about a preacher getting up there and railing against people who are hunting while the service is going on. Of course, I'm like, they're not here. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> Love us. Love on us. <laughs> Don't. But, uh, you, the old, you know preachers, I'm, the I'm, old preacher's hoping they'll get the word of what happened when they weren't there. So well, as a guy I really like, I like his preaching. I won't name him, but he used to, when he, he, he'd do this, you know how preachers are, Al. They have the same little go-to in the heat of the moment. Oh, yeah. They list their things that you need to stay away from. But he he would always include hunting as like the basically what that question says. You know, if you're if you'd rather be hunting than, you know, in here, well, you know, the people that are visiting don't know Jesus yet. You lost him. Cuz yep. he would rather be hunting than than hearing this. That that's just honest truth. What I would say is I think Phil's on to it. I think when you ask a question like that, you're looking at it from a church building, a God department life, and I think that's the wrong way to look at it. I think whatever you do, whether word or deed, you do it with all your heart. Jesus came up there to the fishermen. He didn't say quit fishing. He he said, Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Well, guess what? They stayed on the water the whole time for the next three years. They was out there catching fish, and he wasn't opposed to fishing. There was no talk about, hey, now let me tell you, we got to be in that synagogue. So they met on Saturdays, didn't they? (laughs) On Saturday. (laughs) It just wasn't that. You seem like if it would have been that big a deal, it would have come up in the Gospels at some point. No mention of it. So I think what it means, and and y'all, I've told y'all this story before i think it was a long time ago in the podcast one of the most spiritual person i know or spiritual people i know he invented the uh, trout magnet he told me we were fishing he took me trout fishing for the first time it's like a year ago and we were talking about a brother who has quit who has stopped meeting with the brothers and now this is a totally different situation if you're not showing up that's not good. Nobody's in support of that. Right. If you look up and there's been a year and you haven't opened the door of a, any church building, that, that's a bad sign. Would y'all agree? Agree. Yep. Totally different issue. So we're talking about him. But then he brought up John, because I told you he's one of the most spiritual people I know. Uh, he brought up John, was it, 21, about the fish when Jesus was at, he caught the 153. I love that there's a number there. Yep. Counted them. And then he without said, without any busting any, any 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 line, any 
any of the yeah mess. The mess. The net. But <laughs> I feel like it's hard to do. Catch I like that many fish. I feel like saying the number is more impressive because everybody who fish, they're like, "How many did you get?" <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, I got a few. How many?" <laughs> One hundred and fifty-three. Well, right, right. I, that's a big deal to me. Yeah, we got them. That could be two. Yes, we got them. So one hundred fifty-three. So he threw that in for the fishermen. But then he asked Peter, "Do you love me more than these?" And he's going through the story while we're fishing, and he said, "Who do you think he's talking to when he said, do you love me more than these?'" And I said, "I've never really thought about it. I thought it was the other." disciples and he said well it may be but when i asked myself this question about it being the fish the 153 fish laying there he said there was a time in my life where i loved fishing more than i loved jesus and he said he said that nobody told me that in a sermon my wife didn't tell me my kid i had no experience i just asked myself that question one day do you do you and, love me more than these? Yeah, which is he interesting said, do you from love a fisherman's me? perspective. He was studying, and he said, "I asked myself that question," and he said, "So I made a vow to God." He said, "I didn't go make a sign and get on the street corner and tell everybody <laughs> what I was doing." He said, "But I decided to pull my boat out of the water and park it until that thesis changed." He said, "It took almost three years." I said, really? He said, even though I was free to do it, I was headed down the right path. He said, but the next time I launched my boat, and from that point till right now at this second, I love Jesus way more than this. Hmm. So it was very touching. And I thought, here's a guy who no wonder he's he's one of the more spiritual people I know. Now, having said that, when he takes people fishing, guess what he does? Talks about Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I don't, look, if he's not at the church building on Sunday morning, I'm not saying I can't believe he's out there fishing. Well, oh, I know what he's doing. What he does Monday through Saturday is more critical. Well, I think what he does, even if he went <laughs> fishing on Sunday morning, now some yeah. people, but you was know, they'll have to pull their truck over to hearing that. But to me, if you're a team player and you're part of the body and you're functioning and you have a, you know, a fishing date with somebody, which we we both believe that it's God-arranged meeting here, mm-hmm. And you're sharing Jesus with somebody, I, I would say hallelujah, not hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> this this doesn't count. Let's take a break. So everybody's uh always talking about gift ideas this time of year, something you can get unique. Uh and one of the things that's happened <clears throat> this past year is um more guns have been purchased. In fact, it's hard to find ammunition now because so many guns have been purchased because basically people are like, well, I don't know that the government is in some places. America is going to protect me and my family. So I'm basically going to have to do that myself, which we've, that's been our whole life. I mean, we, we, as dad famously said, he is 911 down here because yeah. if you waited for somebody to show up to save you here, you'd be in too late. serious trouble. So uh, one of our sponsors is the iTarget Pro uh, which is we've talked about this before, and, and Cole set up his phone on here, and so this is I think this is a two two twenty three that I'm. So this is basically what you're doing. You're shooting uh, targets at this uh, target practice here in in your own home. Now, obviously, there's no bullet, but you got this laser bullet, and then it's going to register on the app. 
and it's going to tell you how good you're doing. They you took know. off on the number one philosophy in shooting, <clears throat> aim small, miss small. Exactly. So you may want to check these guys out. This would make a great gift for somebody that uh, may be a new gun owner uh, that needs to get uh, get their practice in. Basically, if you if you go there, uh, itargetpro.com, that's I, the letter I, targetpro.com, use the offer code Phil, you're going to save 10% and you're going to get free shipping. Uh, when you check out. So itargetpro.com. Use the code Phil. No, I think you're right, Jason. I think that's the the motivation. That's why I'm glad you brought it up there because last time we talked about, you know, joy and happiness and the difference between the two and what it means to be Christ-centered and how that the question about the pandemic and how do you deal with stuff. And I think this is an extension of that. You're, this is a part of your life. It, hobbies are what you enjoy doing, and you, you had that verse, you know, from Hebrews that talked about we, we should have enriching lives and things we enjoy to do. There's there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. I mean, Jesus, called, but but you are who you are in that moment, and whether we're on the golf course, Jason, on the golf course with somebody, or you're in a duck blind or whatever, we're still sons of the Almighty. We're always looking for an opportunity to bless What's people. So stupid, you know? like. I mean, the reason I would never be a paid preacher is because, like, you hear people talk. I mean, now I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying. I'm not a paid preacher. Well, but you were for a few years. (laughs) I was for 20 But it's like, because the members, if they drive by and they see a preacher playing golf on Monday, well, what do they say? Well, I tell you what. Now, we're paying this guy, and he's out here on a dang golf course while I'm going to work. Oh, it's worse if you, you know. play on Sunday, Jay, Sunday afternoon. Because well, that, that's like a, a – you know, the old school guys are like, oh, no, you can't play golf on Sunday. That's, well, here's my that's point. the Lord's day. Now, what if you're out there <laughs> I said every day and you're Lord's sharing day. Jesus with a guy or because you don't know the context. But all I'm saying is, and I'm making that up, but we, we know how that works. Yeah. It, it's like it if it doesn't fit people's minds, they don't like it. They gripe about it. And – so to me, the answer to the question is, it comes down to the a heart thing between you and God. And I think you use what you love to further what you love more, yeah. which is pointing people to God in Jesus. And look, we've shared, how many people have we shared Jesus with oh. while hunting or fishing? I've, look, I've, I've, I've moved the decoys <laughs> out and, and removed the debris and tell them to strip off their clothes <laughs> like you came out of your mother. And I said, well, walk out there, and I'll baptize you boys right now. And they're like, are you serious? I said, yeah. <laughs> and one thing's for sure I found out, Al, they never forget it. <laughs> yeah. look, in the dead of wintertime, yeah, 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 we got a heater. I prefer the we building, have heat but... in the blind. You come back and warm up, get your warm clothes <laughs> back on, and all your sins will be moved. You'll be amazed on how much better you feel. <laughs> and after it's all over, they call me up several times after that. They say, you know what? That really was the most amazing thing I've ever participated in. But tomorrow, I mean, tomorrow I have a guy who I've hunted with and seen him in years but he sent me a text and he he's taking a guy hunting in the military he was a colonel he has cancer and they're like they're only giving him a few weeks to live and so him and some of his military buddies are on a hunt and he knows who we are and whatever so this guy was like is there any way you know he can meet you i said why don't we do this because they're hunting tomorrow i said let's schedule uh because we pray before we hunt 
I said, let's just do your blind and our blind in the morning. And I, I, I think that'll bless everybody. And we have a couple guests tomorrow. So what are they going to be thinking? They don't know this is fixed to happen. I guarantee you that probably has never happened to the guests we'll have tomorrow. They're like, what are we, do- what are we doing? <laughs> and, you know, here's a guy. Because we, 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 offer, we offer prayer for the hunt. For safety, for I mean, that's just part of our being out well, there. Just Which a again, few day, is, yeah, yeah, a few days ago we had that prayer, and one of the guys, you know, hunting with us was like literally here lately. Had, had we've tears. been praying that yeah. he'd send more ducks. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. That's yeah, that's a good prayer. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I think you have to put it in the context. Of course, you're saying, well, you're a duck hunter. Well, yeah, I love duck hunting. I'm going to take up for it. I'm going to take up for people who duck hunt, you know. and But you don't love it more than you love God. I don't love it more than I love You don't Jesus. love it more than you love your wife and children. No. I mean, I mean look. This people pal- have to remember we, we build, we make devices that sound like <laughs> well, it is part of our birds. Yeah. Right. And so we, it's a skill set, and we've made devices that sound like the birds you're trying to entice it's part of our business. It's but see, uh, when some I t- people they they, you know, you, you, the text is pretty simple. Uh, four-footed animals, you know, birds <laughs> of the air, you know, the fish of the sea, arise, kill and eat. Well, at some point, but you gotta love <laughs> Jesus is the image of the invisible God more than you love that verse. That's right. I think yeah. that's what they're. Well, asking. and yeah. so so that the way I tell the story when I tell the story about how, how our business got started. It wasn't, I mean, you loved to hunt when you were not a Christian, but you didn't know how to make a living and build a business until you became a son of God, until you got the clarity. So I always say Christ came first. Therefore, our whole business and our growing up, Jason and I and and our brothers, none of it, it was always based on a first decision for God and then a business that grew out of that. So I think we've always seen it in the proper perspective, even though we've loved it. I've never loved hunting. It's a great question. I just think the key point is to don't put yourself in a legal-type situation where you feel like you're checking all the boxes of being legally correct in front of God. And so, therefore, you can just go do whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather somebody be on a lake on Sunday morning sharing Jesus than somebody being a church building on Sunday, but who was living like the devil the night before. And he's saying, well, I was at church. The pattern well, usually two, is... What, what are you going to go with? Well, we hunt true. on Sunday mornings. We hunt about... with with a, uh, We'll hunt about nine. And, uh, we meet where we're going. It, we don't meet till 10.30. Right. But we hunt about nine nine thirty. Well, let's go meet with the brothers' boys, right? And we'll we'll go I mean, out it's, there. And it's, we'll, it's we'll just come on out of the off the premises and off we go yeah. meeting with the brothers. But it's not like a legal thing. And then, right. and then sometimes during the year, I speak there. So right. And then I Jason and I there. usually speak on the other. So a lot of times, if the weather's not quite right or whatever, you won't even go Sunday. So ah, we're, just gonna, right. we're just going to we're just going to. we didn't go last Sunday. Sunday. Right. And, and look, and it was a good day. Yeah, but I mean, we just didn't go. But the week before, they started flying later. But I knew uh, Tommy. Was that the week before when he when he spoke on the crucifixion? Yeah, I, mean, was I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm 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 going to hear that. <laughs> so I mean, it didn't. Now that day, I wouldn't have duck hunted, right? Anywhere because that was something that 
you know, here's a guy who I've heard speak on that before. I'm like, I'm going to be sitting there hearing him talk about Jesus mm-hmm. on a cross. I, I'm just going, I'm, I'm going to be there. That's a higher priority. It wasn't like I felt like I had to be there. I wanted to be there. Right. Yep. And that's what I'm trying to get at. It, it's a, that's well, and I would say for me, now that I've kind of been in the role of preaching from two different perspectives, there's no doubt about it. I'm enjoying it way better not working for the church, just from a preaching perspective, because all those things you mentioned earlier, you get so inward bubble thinking. I mean, I, I was preaching those sermons at some mm-hmm. point in my life, you know, trying to rail against people that weren't there yeah. because you're everything becomes mm-hmm. a, about what happens in that building. And you just, it's, it's hard it's for pastors a, yeah. and preachers not to it's stay hard. locked in there. Now I'm on the outside. I, I don't work there. So I don't do day to day church work. Like yeah, I used to, but it, it's it's very freeing for me because uh, you feel know like, you me. Know. I've had, I've talked to so many leaders because I have a bad habit about not being able to be quiet about it. <laughs> but I'll tell them, I'm like, don't rail on the people who are not here. It's like if you present Jesus in a powerful, loving way, you don't have to worry about people showing up. They'll they'll, they'll be here because they'll or, want to or repenting. Because that's what causes people to change their life is when you look at what he's what he's done. Try we that with about, your wife. Just order everything done. We have about. <laughs> Let six me know or, how that works out. We have about six or seven groups of you folks that are coming down to visit us this Sunday. Well, I wouldn't miss that for anything. Yeah, they're all coming down. They want me to baptize them. We, they, yeah, they're, they're, we, they we, listen to what we're saying. We on the meet pod. people every week that Keep come to come and check it out, either where you are, Dad, or where we are. And yeah. I love that. I, I love that this thing is impacting, and the podcast is, is a big part of that. Yeah. I mean, you know, doing that. Uh, yeah. Let's take another break. I know when you start talking about buying underwear, you're like, underwear? <laughs> what, what are we? This was recommended to me by you. Yep. Tommy John Underwear. Yep. And it's a thousand times better. When I was a kid, if if we would have had Tommy John underwear, no Murphys, that would have ended no Murphys. <laughs> when they somebody comes along and pulls your drawers up. Yeah, when we know. were kids, look, about half the fights that started started from someone giving the other a Murphy. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I'm not surprised that you didn't know that. Well, another good thing about Tommy John, Jace, is not just the underwear, which are awesome, but even their loungewear, pajamas, stuff like that. Great gift idea. They have men's and women's. So that's what we need to get Missy, some Tommy John women's loungewear, which would be really good. I'll, let, I'll take care of that. It's getting all right. awkward. You, get, you, you work <laughs> on that. So here's what you do, Jace. It's no risk. Tommy John's has got their best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free. You get the pair of these. If you don't like it, They'll buy it back, but but, but you're not going to send it back. Yeah, you won't send it back. So you go to tommyjohn.com slash fill, and you get $20 off anything that you buy on their website, which is great. So that's $20 off for the limited time, tommyjohn.com slash fill, and you can see their site for details. They should start a new campaign, No Murphys. I was going to do one question that I got. One, The question I got was... I don't know if y'all saw this or not. It was a good question. When we had talked about before about, I had done an illustration. I don't know if you remember where I said when I had some young people and I said, when you close your eyes and you picture God, what do you see? And he had typed all that out. And I said, the number one answer was nothing, which this guy was a youth pastor 
who asked the question. Well, he said it sent a shiver down his spine. He's like, what? How, how is this possible? And so he was. He said he remembered that conversation we had on, on a previous podcast. But he's like, well, but what are the verses that you're getting that line of thinking? Like when a person is trying to serve, especially a young person, an invisible God. And so that was the question, which I thought we kind of covered that on the podcast. I mean, we might. I think we were quoting the verses, but not giving them. But off the top of my head, and then y'all can give a couple. You know, I think about Colossians 1, where it says Jesus is the image of the invisible God. So if you close your eyes and picture God, you see some form of a human that was from you know, the Middle East, yep. who if you tie in the Isaiah passage, which is where it said he wasn't appealing. No as, beauty as, or majesty that we should attract us to him. Yeah, right. so you get the idea. Where is that? Isaiah, because he asked for 53. verses. 53. Isaiah 53. So he, he was an average-looking Yeah, there was nothing Jewish. special Actually, about it yeah. goes on to say, like one from whom men hide their faces, they would turn away from him like that. I thought that might have meant when he died. But I think he, I think he was that was in the description of you know when he was crucified, which well, we're right. going to talk about later. But, yeah, yeah, because he he was very marred and disfigured from all the you know everything. But it happened. does say when, when the when the chapter fifty three starts that he didn't have beauty or the appearance of, of majesty. Yeah, that attract. that's right. And so, and then the John one, so no beauty or majesty to attract us. Nothing in his appearance. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. What yeah. verse is that specific? Isaiah 53, 3. Yeah. 53, 2. He was despised, rejected by men, man of sorrows, familiar with suffering, like one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Phew. That's so that's a, what I, when, scary I read. when somebody said, close your eyes and picture God, I'm going to picture a Jewish average-looking man yeah. from the Middle East doing these things. You know, once I went to Israel... And physically, nothing stood out about it. Once I went to Israel, I really had a better visual image then. I don't think he was the the blonde-haired... I know he was European looking. Well, not based on what we just read. (laughs) But I would also say that it's okay... The the ones you see in people's living rooms. It's okay to imagine, when you close your eyes, to imagine the red letters of the Bible because that is the image... Of the invisible God speaking, you are so you, that you can get a John physical... one. He is the Word, you know, mm-hmm. and the Word was spoken. So that's, that's a good way it's of looking exactly at exactly what I was going to read. And so then in verse seventeen of chapter one, he says, "No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, you know, Jesus has made Him known or explained Him." So those are the verses I would use. I don't know if y'all have any other. I thought it was an interesting question. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. I, I think that's. The idea of nothing, from our perspective, but God is everything. So, it's it's a mind bender to think about the bigness of God, you know, hmm. in terms of just without time, without space, without anything. Which that's why it is important to to zero in on the human God, Jesus, hmm. because it's the only thing we can really relate to. 
I mean, even the Holy Spirit, we have a hard time describing. I mean, we talk about his fruit. We talk about his work. We talk about him being in connection with our spirit. But it, like Jesus said, remember, was it to Nicodemus in, in John 3? It was like, you know, explaining the Holy Spirit is like explaining the wind. Mm-hmm. You know, where does it start? Where does it end? Mm-hmm. How does it blow? You know, that's he made that comparison. And it's, Well, it's you difficult. might be right. I think it's a difference in, I mean, I think, because I always go back to the marriage. You know, my wife. I don't, you know, if I, I've seen her so I can picture. But what's more of the draw is because there's a lot of good-looking women or appealing women. You could see a picture and say, oh, that is the woman of my dreams. Well, that's a little shallow. <laughs> you think? <laughs> you know, that could, be, that could have a treble hook in it. So my point is. Her slain are a mighty throng. Yeah. I think that's why I brought up the red letters. Once you experience Jesus, which is what I always, when I'm sharing with an atheist, I might do the close your eyes, what do you think of God? And they'll usually say, ah, oh, it's just a made-up story, or it's a it's a narrative that people come up with that they want to believe is true. It's like uh, the story is, is made up, but since you it they put it back on you, you want it to be true, so it's true according to you, and we think it's hogwash, <laughs> you know. So I, I was gonna say, you know what? I can't. It's hard for me to relate my experience with my wife, but once I got around her, well, then that picture meant a lot more because I'm thinking of all the experiences, her personality, the things she says, and. So that's kind of how this works. You get a visual image of who God is. Well, he he became a man. So he, and then you tie that in with the red letters, which is more the experience that you get mm-hmm. to have. Well, then the picture becomes more vibrant. Then then you look up and you got your hand raised, and you know you're getting choked up about <laughs> about singing about it. I mean, because it's it, and that's the experience that they can't see until they participate in it so you're trying to explain that to somebody who doesn't believe in god well how how do you do it i've never read about this kind of person ever all the reading i've ever done i read all the world's religions i've never read oh outside of jesus outside of jesus i've never read about an individual like this me neither never well that's that's what i'm doing sitting here I, I said, wait a minute. Yeah, well, let me give you a little <laughs> example about the idolatry, turning duck hunting into idolatry. An hour ago, we were sitting down here in the woods in the middle of nowhere in a duck blind. We had the brothers there with us, mm-hmm. all brothers. Yep. We were sitting there. There was a heathen in the bunch. He would be, he would stand out, and would just and might and might be talked to. Well, he 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 would just be listening. I'll be talking to you, but right. I'm really hoping directional he's, dialogue, hoping yeah. he's listening, and they are. Right. So in the duck blind. So you say. So what did you end up doing? An hour ago, an hour later, we're seated here. We're talking about Jesus Christ. Right. Someone said, "What I'm saying to you is that this thing about idolatry. If you do some things." That and you're not in a church building. It's not not a good way to look at the entire picture. What goes on today happened to be Wednesday. 
we're sitting here talking about Jesus. You say, so what do you call that? You call that with the people who are listening to my voice right now, a worship service. <laughs> here it is. <laughs> we you might say, even well, taste where's the light show and the, and the, and the, and the, the fog machine? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I can't Let's, sing. <laughs> Let's take another break. So one of the things uh, we talk about on here, one of our uh, sponsors is a, a company called Keeps.com mm-hmm. and uh, to help people hang on to their hair. They have the greatest marketing campaign ever. They went to the hairiest men on the planet <laughs> and said, hey, you want to keep your hair? <laughs> Listen to these guys. Because <laughs> they know what they're doing. <laughs> I think you're right. And it's interesting because really all the way back to Duck Dynasty, it was always about a lot of hair and a lot of beard. You know, that was kind of mm-hmm. the, the marker for us. So anyway, I guess if so, you want to, for keeps, if you want to look like us, then you need to check these Well, they're just out. saying these are the possibilities <laughs> right. by using their product. Exactly. Look, look, here are our three live mannequins. <laughs> The hairy. The version. good thing is, <clears throat> you can do this from your house. You just go online. Uh, you you know answer all the questions they've got for you. They'll deliver it straight to your door, so you don't have to go anywhere to do this or pay you know a bunch of expensive stuff. It's keeps dot com k e e p s dot com slash door, and you're going to get fifty percent off your first order of their hair loss treatment. So it's keeps dot com slash door, and look like us. Well, and there's there's another question out of this I think we should ask that was in that same line, and, and we can explain it to the audience. Someone asked, can you explain the significance and interpretation of taking communion, um, which I think fits in Going. the... That ties in with what I was going to say. Right. When I said I can't sing, but at the same time I can't help but sing. Right. Now, it's annoying to my wife, but she <laughs> chuckles. This is at our house. Because she can sing. She she's I mean, amazing. She, she's like a you know, she's what's one of the five reasons that I thought I must try to marry this woman. I heard her sing for the first time, and I thought, "Yep, yeah, that's her." I just <laughs> I, I was moved. I thought, "Whoa, <laughs> wow!" And now I mean, it's been such a good thing that I can be involved in because. I noticed that all you got to do to be involved in singing is love Jesus. Right. Because then you can't help it. That's right. And so... Which I, is got, was our point. We're talking about the joy. If if you've got that sort of joy, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that makes you happy. To, I mean, yeah. you know, that's so, so what music is about. Well, when I was a teenager, I was scared to sing for the first couple of years of my Christian faith because I thought someone would hear me. And, the, and I'm standing right next to them. Right. So I thought, this is going to be embarrassing for them. But somewhere in there, uh, I lost that. And I didn't go to size level where he's singing louder than everyone. Size so got a zone, about 10 pews around him that's, you know. And uh, unlike his vehicles, keys are optional to sell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he's just, he's going to rail. But what I was going to say I was, say size sings in the key of off, you know. I think the Lord's Supper has been. Awesome during the coronavirus when we we didn't meet, I guess for a couple of months at least probably three months. Three months. Meet, yeah. So we encourage people to take it at home. Oh, and man. we would have like some it's, worship and like a video and yeah, you know, it's just fascinating. My wife and I a couple of times. It was just us. Just it seemed more meaningful. Not that it wasn't before, but it's something about 
taking it out of the ritual setting because it never should have been in a ri- ritual right. setting. You know, I'm not saying they did it. I, I did it myself. You get in the habit of doing something over and over, and it loses its, its luster. Well, it, just, it becomes a cra- piece of cracker and and you know fruit of the vine, which is what I was going to say. I so it started. It's the the concept first started. I, I think that Jesus implemented at the Last Supper, which was actually a Passover meal. They recorded, Matthew, Mark, and Luke recorded that, but John didn't. Right. And so you look back and you see, basically he was saying, "This is the I'm the Passover lamb. You know, the next... That, that was the shadow of what right. happened in Exodus. Which with, was the idea that blood, sacrifice of blood, is what brought salvation to the Jews. And so he was basically saying, once I go to the cross... Then I'm going to be the Passover lamb. Therefore, we're going to eat this bread because my body is represented in the bread. Yep. And then they drank the the fruit of the vine. It was like, well, this represents the blood that I'm going to shed. So yep. that implemented it. Then Paul tells us what in First Corinthians 11. Then he instituted yep. it uh, to the church. This is why we do yep. this. We and do this I drink. love it because it says that we take it in a worthy manner, which. Somewhere somebody got the idea that that means stoically and rigidly, right? But you know, worthy because manner. in the context of the Corinthian church, they were having a meal together and worshiping and talking about oh, God yeah. and all that, and then they would stop and they would recognize, you know, what Christ had done for. Them. But he also so, brought. But up there were the people fact, getting drunk. I mean, like that's right. <laughs> he brought up the fact that some people couldn't get past the wine and the cracker. Yeah. Well, look, you and they think, weren't sharing you, it with other people. Yeah. It'd be like you know, you're having all these. This group wouldn't share with this. Some wow, has that changed today? It is not. No. Some of the brothers were were when they heard the Christians talking about that. What are you doing? We said we're eating the flesh and drinking the blood of Jesus. They they accused them of being cannibalistic and I don't know what all. Yeah, I mean, look, it is scary at first. I mean, because look, when I came to the Lord, I was a skeptic, and that's because when I I saw y'all. I mean, okay, but then I was like, this this things can't be real. This is crazy stuff I ever heard. But as I studied, I began to experience Jesus. But that was one of the things that bothered me a little bit because I thought, you know, I'm going to take a cracker and drink some juice. Like that's going to do something. Because I was thinking. It's a wonderful thing. Well, I know, but when I was young (laughs) in faith, I didn't get it. I mean, I was just a young. I I thought it seemed silly to me. I I just thought, why, why are we doing this? Which I just didn't get it. Look. Fast forward that as I grew in the faith, and I'm thinking about Jesus as that cracker's cracking in my mouth of his body being broken. I have a whole different response here. It's a very weird thing. I mean, listen to what the (laughs) Apostle Paul, y'all talked about the Corinthians. Is not the cup of thanksgiving, in other words, the, the blood, is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks, a participation in the blood of Christ, uh, and is not the bread that we break a participation, a participation in the in the body of Christ? To be able to participate, or let me put it this way: in order to be a participant, <laughs> mm-hmm. you have to have your faith in Jesus, His blood that was shed. If you start reading through this Bible, every time you come up on an issue, Al, it always ends up with the thing that is of first importance. Yep. The Apostle Paul, that's 1 Corinthians 10, 
and he's talking about that and what pagans do. And out there, you're eating a big meal. You're saying, he said, it won't, won't work there. But you had a good point, Phil. And not we're only we're is one it... body. We all partake of the one loaf. We who are many are one body. And it's a thing about solidarity, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But when he, yeah. when the sons and daughters of God meet, to them, it it should be at all times a very uh, something you what, want it so- sobering. Uh, you, it's well, it's something it's you stink- want to do. Yeah. It, it, it's By a- the way, Thanksgiving. You know, I don't know whether it re- actually came that. I mean, the last Thursday was Thanksgiving, but this right here says. I mean, I think that probably spun off of taking communion on Sundays, probably Thanksgiving, the day of Thanksgiving that, you know, the, well, the country decided well to Could do Could have. It. Yep. But what I well, think, I'm sure, you made, yeah. you, Phil made a good point, because it's not just about Jesus' body breaking. It's about the body coming together That's it. to do it together yep. to celebrate. And the uh, let's take one last break. And that's why we've always done it. I mean, our tradition is always we do it every week, every time we meet. By the way, it's, I, I don't have an issue if someone says they have an any meal at any time during the week. And I say, agree. Let's just stop Because here. I think the first century church, we know they were meeting every day. Yep. They were breaking bread, it says. They were worshiping. And so I'm sure they were taking it more than just once a, once a week. I, yeah, upon is, the first day of the week, we came to break bread. Right, and it says there There's one time in Acts. I that think Paul most says churches that. do it once a month. We do it every week. Some do it once a quarter. I mean, and everybody makes a big deal about it, like because or how often you traditions do it. are different. Right, Doesn't matter. No, I, I think I would do it. I, I just based on what I'm reading, because you're representing Jesus and you're and you're you're being a team player in the body of Christ. Yep. I would do it more frequently than less infre- frequently. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I just that's my position. Right now, and we've always people, believed that people I've discussed that with. They said, "Well, we want to make it special." Right. To me, it's supposed to be special every time. But yeah. I did, I did say, I didn't. I was taking it for granted to my own detriment when, when the coronavirus made me realize. Oh, this is really a special moment. Yeah. Which made me think we should be more creative in maybe how that is distributed. Well, part of the problem is like dad's group, especially before coronavirus, they were having a meal together. People were at tables and it really was a lot more first century style, the way you're doing the communion. The problem is most churches. We actually did that. We had a meal and during the meal until the coronavirus came along, then we thought, well, (laughs) Well, then you're trying to you a little, know. little risky here. Right. That much handling food right, and all of that. Right, so right. we said, well, let's just wait a while. But it, originally, and I think we'll go back to that. It was just a few of the brothers said, "Why don't we?" A lot of people don't have a meal. Right. You know what's they, funny they about that, a, Phil? I mean, the homeless among us. Yeah, I was going to say you're number one person that when that when you completely disrupted how your Sunday mornings work. Your number one person visitor was the homeless. That's right. Because you that, had food. That, that's food. That's that, right. They got food down there. <laughs> well, for the homeless, they were like, we're going to do what? And I said, we're going to remember Jesus in the middle of all this. So we'd have a big meal and everybody's eating. And then after about probably 25, 30 minutes, okay, let's remember Jesus. And it was already on the table. It wasn't like somebody going around. It was already on the table. We just said, well, I'll tell you what we did. We did exactly what Jesus said to in in the midst of a meal, he said, "This is my blood, which was given for you. 
and drink it. Right. He basically was saying, "Remember me. Right. Don't remember me now. Remember this. And what this is for." At WFR, at our it's a reminder at our instrumental service, we would set up stations and have a time where people would go and and communicate with each I other. Like it's that. really neat. The problem is like with it. most churches are just like ours; they're front to back, they're pews. They're you're meant to, you look at the back of a person's head. Yep. And it's all about whoever's up front. Seated at tables is way better. So what I'm saying hey, I've is, always said, is whoever so invented, structured. Look, whoever invented the pew was from the devil. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, one thing is for I sure. I mean, you, you're looking at the back of everyone in front of you. You're looking at the back of their head. It's just a so hard way It's not to, very conducive yeah. to interaction. It's Let's not. sit on a board. And the ones behind you, the, board. the ones behind you, you... you, you you can't get around to see them, yeah. so you're locked into a row. You do have the privilege of looking immediate right. You see this person, immediate left, usually a family member, but then the family members play out and they keep. But it's you're right. I mean, it's not a very it's the cathedral. It's mentality. not a constructive Look, thing. It, it for makes good it, Christian interaction, yeah, pews and, and intimacy. The first time right. I visited, there was a church pretty close. I'm for getting uh, rid of all pews, <laughs> Me too, replacing them with tables where people are seated around having a meal and talking it Let's over. Let's start a campaign. Stop in the middle of it. Have the Lord's supper. And then proceed. Look, do it. Get in the, rid of the pews. Do it in the wintertime. Burn the pews in the parking lot. That That's may be right. too right. Yeah. I mean, we'll wind up Maybe on have a Fox News if we do that. Just yeah. They're a, rioting well, in the church parking I've lot. I've got good yeah. news for y'all. Burn the pews. We're getting rid of our pews at WFR. That's are you really? We How'd are. you push that through? We got it pushed through because they're just they they're antique. They're all broken. They're, everything's. You that's still a bonfire in the parking lot. I think, I think we're going to sell the pews them, are falling apart. Well, that's no. the main thing. They're 40 years old. And they, well, they're they're get the Wilson Weenies out. Have a church-wide. <laughs> all right, our to... audience has heard it. All right, go back and tell your preacher, burn the pews. Burn the pews. What are they talking about? When I went to visit the church right down the road, they said, oh, they got good worship. You know, The guy, Duckerman, was working there. He's like, oh, man, it's unbelievable. But in his description of what I was going to experience, he said stadium cushion chairs. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I perked up. I said, I'm in on that. That's what we're going to. The, so, the restrictive nature. It's still not going to help. It's still, it still won't help overall. I don't know who gained that I, I, I wouldn't go as far as Jay said. It's of the devil. But it, you may be right, dude. Well, what happens is, think about it. You go back to the speaking of communion. So you got, you know, 2,000 years of Christianity in a lot of different formats through the years. You get in the Middle Ages. There was a, the doctrine early on that said, and if you didn't believe this, you were excommunicado. I mean, it's, they'd kick you out or, or, or hurt you back well, in the I, day. I just got that, kicked that, out of a lot of them for saying burn the pig. Well, I know. Okay. So, but, but that literally the bread becomes flesh and literally the fruit of the vine turns into blood. Yeah. So for for a few hundred years, that was the doctrine. And so, and if you said, well, no, this is just representative. It's just a symbol of the, they were like, no, no, no. It somehow magically divinely becomes that. Yeah. And so you can imagine what that did. To, you're talking about trying to evangelize people. How, how do you explain that to the visitor? Yeah, we're going to actually eat flesh and drink blood today. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's why I said I had the most problem so, with that. It tied in with John 6. I was like, oh, this is weird. But you know what I was going to say is a lot of people, I mean, we the reason that Christianity is such a turnoff to them 
is is y'all remember the house church experience at our church? You know, what was it thirty years ago? Because mm-hmm. there's more in here about churches meeting in homes that's than correct. there are just buildings. Because that's the way it was that's... the first three hundred years. First, so when first you... church building didn't come along until three hundred. So correct. look, when you start making fun of me, saying, "Oh, Chase is burning the peas. What is wrong with this guy?" <laughs> all right. Well, how, first of all, how are you gonna get that pew in your house? You ain't gonna. You can't even turn sideways. You'd have to cut it in half <laughs> and put it back. What, right? Yeah. The pews that where we're at, they're so long. Oh, no, they're they're. You're not. They're there's not a house long. in the world that would hold one of these. <laughs> and my point is that that's what it 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 has to feel more like a house church because were they successful? Yeah. Yes. You have a meal. There wasn't some traditional. Artificial rulemaking policy about what exactly is going on. You, you, you're focused on Jesus and each other, which is what the Lord's Supper does, right. which is what we were doing during the coronavirus. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, Acts chapter 16, verse 3. My fellow workers in Christ Jesus, they risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Well, it, it means something, and just off the top of my head, I'll just give you why you're there, Jace, because I want people to understand this. This is critical. Uh, over there in the last few verses of Colossians, Colossians 4, give my greetings to the brothers at Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. They're well, meeting in homes. They're meeting in homes, and uh, I like old Philemon, to Philemon, my, that's in between Hebrews and Second uh, Timothy. They'll find To Philemon, our dear friend and fellow worker, to Aphia, our sister, to Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church that meets you in your home. Now, look, that's just right off the bat, about three. So get out of my face. You say, what are y'all doing? Y'all going to church today? He said, we're meeting at the house. They're like, what? He said, meeting at the house this morning. We're going to meet in the house. They're like, What's interesting is it's a, it'd be a hard sale. What's interesting is the coronavirus. What are you uh, doing? The coronavirus really kind of flipped that on its head because most people yeah. are meeting in their homes. It was actually a positive. One yeah, of I think few it was a few positives, and the, it's helped helped us. If too. the persecution gets to a point, it's going to be pretty rude in the next four years. We always have the option. They say, but you, we're going to stamp it out. We won't allow them to do this and that and the other thing in the church building. But you're down here on the riverbank inside my living room in there, and it takes a locked gate, and there's weaponry in every location around there. You say, what are y'all doing here? You got some of your neighbors. So there's about 15 of us in there. We're remembering Jesus by drinking his blood and eating his flesh. You say, how are you going to snap that out? They don't know that's going on inside your house down on the riverbank. Now, they know where the church buildings are, and they say, target them. These people in California, they don't understand that we're never going away. The yep. kingdom of God's always going to be here. I think that's what the Bible says. All these people in red China, Al, there's oh, yeah. hundreds of millions them that out. are sons and daughters of God. You say, well, how are they functioning? Very well, but they're in their basements, yep. and they're in their homes, and they're whispering the scriptures and barely chanting a little song from time to time. That's right. No pews. No, but pews. It's, no, no pews, pews but it's still there. All right, that's my little rant on that. (laughs) All right, we got to go. All right. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube 
and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.